Episode 8, Carrot. Carrot could not believe how much the weather changed over the course of the miles they ventured. He knew that the high road got its name from the constant climb it made as it went north, but he was surprised at how much the altitude affected the climate. It hadn't even been three full days of travel yet, and he was sure it would snow. He shivered and bundled his hands in his akatin and pushed the metal of his armor as far away from his skin as he could manage. He was miserable. But as far as he could tell, he was almost always miserable, at least ever since he started hearing the voice. And yet he always did its bidding. He never felt forced. A part of him believed in what he was made to do, so he always acted reluctantly. And he would joke that the voice made him do things, but in truth, he felt that he could ignore the voice if he wanted to. He just never did. He knew that the voice was divine and right. It was like a conscience he could actually believe in. But this, this weather, was really testing his theory. He tried not to even think about disobeying the voice because the voice could hear his thoughts. But he could hardly stand it. Why didn't you tell me it'd be this fucking cold? Carrot was not surprised to hear no response within his mind. That's right. It's not about me. You only talk to me when someone else needs something. But no, if I need a coat, that's my problem. Why don't you just speak in someone else's head then? Why not just help them yourself? He walked shivering alongside Tagarin. He felt fortunate he stood in the middle of the march. He imagined that the outsides would be even colder. Dreadfire and Ronis took the lead, and Ahi, Ovo, and Akri walked closely behind. I think I found something. Dreadfire stopped the march. Looks like nothing to me. Carrot took a gander at what Dreadfire pointed out. That's exactly the point. What don't you see? Even Carrot could figure it out once Dreadfire led him there. Tracks. There are no wagon marks or prints. That's right. Someone smoothed it over. They didn't want us to know where they went. Well, there is really only forward or back. It continues smoother a ways. We just have to figure out where they left the path. Search for breaks in the tree line, crumpled leaves, anything. The party searched along the path, stepping off and examining the foliage that lined the edges of the road. It was soon evident that Ovo was the best tracker. Tagrin kept saying that if Versira were here, they'd have found the strange goblins by now. Carrot never met the elf ranger, but he thought that Ovo was doing just fine. He learned that the young crown's guard grew up trapping for his father who sold pelts and meat to local provision shops inside the city. Ovo seemed well versed in these ancient woods. Sure, he wasn't a wood elf, but that made little difference in Carrot's mind. I think I found something. Ovo was standing 15 feet off the side of the road. In this forest, that was far enough that Carrot could not see even a part of the young guard. The party gathered and entered into the forest after him to see what he found. Here, these branches are young, new growth. Something trampled this within the last couple spans. Could be it was a wagon. We'll follow your lead. Dreadfire towered over the thin crown's guard. The young warrior nodded in agreement and started beyond the tracks. Ovo slowly led the party deeper into the forest, stopping occasionally to point out deviations from what was expected of an ancient forest floor. It must have been a mile they traveled, zigzagging around the thick trees that were large enough to be hollowed and carved into small keeps. Wait, this is different. 
Ovo stood above a small assortment of branches and dirt that created a small mound not unlike a beaver's dam. It stinks! Carrot was annoyed that his mouth always blurted out the first thing that came to him. But it was true. The mound smelled foul, and Carrot could see he was not the only one that noticed it. Dreadfire leaned over and drew his sword and began to prod around with it to investigate. I think we are in the right place. Damn it. He forced off a layer of branches with the motion of his blade to reveal the cursorily half-buried body of a Nulvagar Crownsguard. Did you know him? We are still learning everyone's names. I'm afraid he's probably from before we were taken on. Ovo hid his fear well, though even Carrot could tell that this poor boy was seeing a murdered corpse for the first time. Don't you worry. We'll find who's responsible and we won't give them a proper burial either. Carrot tried to brighten Ovo's mood, but he saw that the boy was distraught. Look, keep it up, Ovo. You're doing great. Help us track these cowards so we can put a stop to it. Ovo shook the fear from his head. Right. We must be closing in. The boy pressed on and continued on the trail. After another thousand feet or so, he spoke again, this time with confidence and excitement. We are close. Really close. Look, there are tracks. Look how worn the path is. All of the travel converges here. They are only a few minutes hike from here, I'm sure of it. Ovo was obviously eager. Perhaps he was excited to lead the party he had seen stare down the undead revenant without flinching only a day before. Maybe he was desperate to see the cowards who didn't give a crown's guard a proper burial be buried by the decree of the crown. Perhaps he was too eager. Ovo looked back at the party as he walked in the direction he was leading to, and on the sound of his next step, a soft click commanded the attention of every person that stood nearby. Carrot knew right then. Though he stood still, frozen by the quickness of it, Ovo flung back, lifeless. An arrow stuck out of Ovo's eye and another in his throat. His foot had set the rope of a trap, and now his body fell back with the momentum of the bolts that punctured him. Dreadfire quickly slid forward, cushioning the fall for the poor boy. Not necessarily to protect him, but to silence the impact. Carrot knew that whoever set that trap was near, and yet he was still with fear. He was not used to this after all. He was a healer, a provider of food and water. Sure, he had killed the Revenant, but he had never killed a man. And now he knew that he would have to. He knew that the voice asked it of him the moment it told him to journey west. That by helping in the journeys of Dreadfire and Tagrin, he would have to kill. Damn it, Carrot. Do something. Carrot could see that Dreadfire had tried to channel some of his paladin light to heal the young crown's guard, but it wasn't enough. Carrot finally moved. Right. Move over. Finro Ramura. He clasped his hands over the boy's body and called to the voice to let the power of healing flow through him and to the boy. The boy lay lifeless still. Finro Ramura. Carrot tried to speak quietly but found his urgency and emotions hard to contain. Please, Finro Ramura. Carrot bowed his head hopelessly in defeat over Ovo's body and thought inward to commune with the voice. Please, what good is this power if I can't save a boy? Why do I put up with this cold, the vague missions? Why choose me if I can't even help here? He finally separated his hands, and the radiant glow of his power left them. He could feel all of the party eyeing him in his failure. The boy is dead. The voice finally spoke. <laughs>